This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Glabrus <laughs> is feeling uh, extremely protective now that he's a father. The suspense reaches new levels as the party crosses a crumbling bridge. You walk across slowly, tenderly. Comes upon an intimidating shrine. In a 15-foot-tall spire of centuries-old bones stands the skeleton of a massive armored warrior. Is taken completely by surprise. You hear. The dam breaks open. What? What? And wonders how spooky Halloween would be in Trunau. Oh boy. What would Halloween be like in a fantasy? Yeah, exactly. world? <laughs> what would it be like in True Now? It's like you're not allowed to dress like an orc. Yeah. Just like, just, <laughs> everyone just dresses up as human shopkeepers. It's Suits and ties counts. The adventure continues now. Welcome to Grant's Graveyard, a.k.a. Baron's Boneyard. Now let's talk about Galabras' simply devilish run-in with the Griff last episode. That encounter really stuck out to me in a way that most do not. A grand majority of the time we're battling orcs and half-orcs that are motivated to kill us because they want to destroy True Now and we stand in their way. We also face creatures, supernatural or otherwise, that attack us to defend their territory or in an attempt to sate their hunger. I have never come across an enemy like the Griff. The Griff's aim was not to kill us. Quite the opposite. They needed us alive. We stumbled across their disgusting lair and became unwitting participants in their sexual reproduction cycle. Two-legged, soft, warm-blooded surrogate wombs for their offspring. In fact, Griffs are found most often in close proximity to swarms of insects or vermin. This is because they are pathetic predators. Most of their meals scavenge from the gruesome leftovers of the pestilent throngs they follow. The Griff's sole purpose was to thrust their unctuous and ghastly tumescence into our soft underbellies, rending our flesh, thereby opening a door to a newfound home for its eggs. One of the Griff's we encountered found that welcoming home inside our sweet young Galabras. Immediately after the eggs were forced into Galabras, they leached sustenance from his internal organs and sickened him deeply. It's an understatement to assess this situation as horrific. And since I've thought about this encounter so frequently since this recording, I've begun thinking about horror, terror, and things that go bump in the night. Everyone familiar with Game of Thrones knows that the night is dark and full of terrors. Anyone who's read Heart of Darkness or seen Apocalypse Now knows about the horror. The horror. But what is the difference between horror and terror? According to Devendra Varma in The Gothic Flame, the difference between terror and horror is the difference between awful apprehension and sickening realization, between the smell of death and stumbling against a corpse. So, terror is anticipating a terrible fate that lurks around any corner, and horror is our mind's shock at being confronted with the monsters come forth from the shadows. Revulsion also plays a role, 
And while it accompanies horror, it does not reach full strength until horror has subsided. After the Griffs left, we were beset with the grisly and revolting task of pulling the eggs from Galabras's innards. I just got back from a trip to Switzerland, the home of H.R. Giger. He's famous for his book Necronomicon, a positively vile tome filled with perverted, gothic, surrealist, and nightmarish artwork. The work from this book became the basis of the xenomorph in the Aliens film series. Now, I'm part Swiss-German and also from Dallas, which coincidentally is the name of Tom Skerritt's ill-fated character from the film Alien. So I feel uniquely qualified to speak on this subject. The terror and horror that pulsates from the screen as Alien airs is palpable, thick, and umbrous. Just like Galabras, Gormley, Lork, and Baron, a team of well-meaning explorers thrust themselves heading into the tenebrous unknown. And just like the Glass Canadians, one of the Nostroma's crew is grappled by an abomination whose only aim is to impregnate a warm vessel. In both instances, the character attacked is a man. This is an important distinction that adds a layer of complexity one might overlook on first glance of this horror. Alien screenwriter Dan O'Bannon once remarked, One thing that people are all disturbed about is sex. I said, that's how I'm going to attack the audience. I'm going to attack them sexually. And I'm not going to go after the women in the audience. I'm going to attack the men. I'm going to put in every image I can think of to make the men in the audience cross their legs. O'Bannon saw the facehugger's forced impregnation and the chestbuster's violent, blood-soaked birth as payback for the many horror films in which women are attacked by men. As a group of white men, we aren't always cognizant of our privilege. The Griff and the facehugger's reproductive process bereaves men of the same patriarchal privilege. This subtle bit of subversion makes this horror much more fascinating to consider. The xenomorph itself is androgynous, equipped with a lithe, feminine body, and a huge phallic head. Alien line producer Ivor Powell once said, It could just as easily fuck you before it killed you, which made it all the more disconcerting. Of course, this is a point of differentiation between the xenomorph and the griff, who could never kill our adventurers. However, it does bring to mind the morphology of the griff wherein commonality lies. Griffs are hermaphrodites. This explains why groups of griffs are always brimming with eggs. Now that we've dissected the horror we faced last episode, we can now fully appreciate the cyclical nature of horror and terror. The griffs are gone and Galabras is safe. Horror has subsided, but it has not disappeared. It lurks in each and every one of our hearts and augments the terror and dread we feel as we delve deeper into the grim, frightful world of Belkson. Who can say what evil skulks in the shadow, always around the corner or beyond the horizon? We cannot. And that is truly terrifying. Thanks for listening to the ramblings of a madman. If you're still listening, you must like the show and therefore you're a prime candidate to do the following. Rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, and of course, join the conversation on Twitter by following us at Glass Cannon Pod. Without further ado, here's episode 25 assassin's screed so we started recording a couple minutes ago (laughs) and uh for the first time ever we actually stopped and said nope no (laughs) no we gotta start over (laughs) because uh here's the here's the question and i think you should tweet in your thoughts on this joe said can uh baron can you check out that bridge uh to make sure that it's safe to cross because i had mentioned to them that this bridge seems thinner um, at least in width, than the first bridge that you passed over coming from the chamber with the shadow rat swarm. That was what Joe said seconds before. Oh, yeah, Joe also said that he thought it, we would 
fall into the spider webs. Like it's all spider webs underneath. Right it. on either it side like of the bridge is to fall like through. a you know webbing, like you would see at a baseball game, basically covering you know that would save you from falling in the water. But you'd be in a web if you fell <laughs> off. So Joe was a little nervous about that. Brought that up milliseconds before Grant was going to continue his uh, uh, meticulous. Uh, stone search of every uh, crack and crevice. I then was going to award uh, Joe a bottle cap for coming up with the idea, even though without Grant, he would be useless. Sure. Um, I don't have that stone cunning. Grant then punched Joe in the face. Am I remembering this correctly? <laughs> My mic fell off of the boom. Oh, right. And then Joe jumped over the table, uh, <laughs> knocking beer everywhere. Matthew is unconscious right now, by the way. Uh, we need to get some smelling salts because he is unconscious. And Skid has left the podcast forever. <laughs> Do that one more time. I could... This is Sparta! <laughs> I, so, I do have to say, at least, I actually don't think any bottle cap should be rewarded for wanting to check a narrow bridge over a pit of spider Don't, webs. please, don't give him more reasons to not give <laughs> yeah, bottle cap. Just like, take the bottle cap. You know what, you're cap. right. I'll take <laughs> it. No, it's your uh, Well, you the reason to... I thought it was insightful is because you guys walked over that first bridge not thinking too much about it, and I gave you a little bit of flavor that there's some webs and stuff like that, and I thought it was insightful. So I think that bottle cap um, can only be used in a situation that benefits both Baron and Lork. Wow. Just because take a while. But. Just because that's fun. Yeah. And okay. you can explain to me why it would be- benefit Baron and Lork. So that's going to be a team bottle cap. And you know what? Baron and Lork, they've learned to uh, work together. They've learned they to put their half-orc and dwarf differences aside. But can they learn to use bottle caps together? <laughs> Find out next week. <laughs> the true question. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what what did we learn? What did you learn with uh, what did you end up rolling on stone cutting? Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, you noticed that if any two of you were to uh, be adjacent to this ravine in any way, the there would be a landslide, and you would most likely fall into the webbing. How deep is the webbing? Have we been able How to ascertain that? How deep is the web? How deep is... <laughs> uh, the webbing is probably about mm, five feet down or so. Maybe about ten feet down, but you would say the drop is 20 feet down mm. all the way to the, the water rushing underneath. How deep the water is, you don't know. Uh, I'm not a climber of any sort. Is there any like silk rope tied to one side we could do just in case someone falls over or just walk one at a time? I think if we do... Wait, am I understanding this right? We're supposed to walk one at a time over the bridge. Right. That's the idea? It's, you, you said get you, adjacent you to it. Like, Does that mean if we're at the edge, it's going to collapse? You, uh, or on long the bridge? Story, sure, if you walked one person at a time, you'd probably be okay. Okay. Probably. <laughs> so we can get so one person can get over there and get picked off by another griff? Yeah, so Lork... Yeah, that's will, what I'm hoping. Lork will be happy to stay back and wait for everybody else to cross and hold uh, you know, a rope while that person crosses, just in case it goes down. Okay. You can, so you can arrest to, their fall. You're going to brave the bridge by yourself, Solo. Uh, oh yeah, right. Yeah, I can do. I, can, I was going to leave him back. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Now are you going to cartwheel across <laughs> Moonwalk? Lork's cartwheeling days are over. Skip. <laughs> uh, I don't skip. So, so who wants to go? Who, who wants to go first? I mean, I, I guess I, I can go first and bring the rope and then hold it in the who other side. Who weighs the too. less? What do you guys all weigh? I think Gormley's um, probably, Gormley's probably the lightest. Yeah, yeah Lork is probably uh, two two thirty. I would think. Gormley can also fly. Gormley can fly, but I don't want to waste that now. I'm one seventy. Does it? So oh, he's two hundred and sixty two pounds. Lork is two sixty two. Yeah, stop it. That is big. So flying, real quick, you get like a 
X amount a day, and you can use it in increments. You don't use it all at once when you fly once. At my current level, my flight hex only gives me one levitation per day, mm. but that it's and it's for the number of minutes equal to my level. Got it. Okay. In later cool. in later levels, I'll be able to use it in one minute increments. Yeah, don't use it there. You're right. Um, okay, yeah. So I will uh, push Gormley out onto the bridge. <laughs> no, I think what I'm going to do, Lork is going to stay <laughs> back on this side, and because if the bridge falls, we want to be able to pull back. You know toward the town side. So he's going to wait for everyone to cross. Then he will cross okay. uh, once everybody's over. Who's uh, going first and solo, I'm assuming? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. All right, Galabras. so, so Ga- Galabras shimmies across. Uh, blood dripping from the middle of his chest, <sighs> starting to well up underneath his chainmail uh, as the wound heals. Uh, I'm going to do a perception check when I get to the other side. Sure. Uh, 20. No, 19. 19? Um... You walk across slowly, tenderly. You get to the other side. You roll a 19 mm-hmm. on the perception check. Yep. And all you see is a little bat flies by. And I think it was wearing your glasses. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it starts sucking not, at your teeth. I do not acknowledge my, my stork children. Who are... <laughs> Who are you, Steve Jobs? <laughs> uh, yes, you don't Terrible see... father. Uh, with the exception of your store children, you don't see anything else. But you do make it across safely. Who's next? Uh, Gormley or myself, probably. Go ahead, Baron. That way you can protect Galabras if something happens. All right, I cross. <laughs> He's the big guy. Seven, uh, 17. It's like a bowling ball. Uh, okay, you get across and... You seem, everything seems to be okay. Gormley will go next. Gormley. Nine. Nine. Everything seems to be just <laughs> fine. This seems great. And then, uh, then Lork is just going across solo. Um, How are you walking across? Um, Lork is going to run across. He's going to try to sprint. Roll a perception check. Twelve. Everything seems to be just. <laughs> I hate this. Just just fine. So creepy. But uh, Galabras, uh, rolling over his nineteen before, um, happens to notice that the webs are moving ever so slightly. All right, Let, let's move. Let's go. Spiders. Let's just go. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go. go. Let's go. So the moral of the story is we've moved quickly down into the. Seems like it was a good idea to go one at a time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, all right. So we'll move as quickly as we can down into this cave that's narrower and goes downhill. Uh, so yeah, it starts to slope ever so slightly downward. Um, it's a slow slope. Um, you walk into the next chamber, and as you go in, you notice that uh, it stays level. Uh, with the area 20 feet above the water, but there are stone stairs sort of carved into uh, this cavern that lead down deeper, maybe another 10 feet down. So it's kind of like a sunken living room, if you can imagine that, where around the circumference of the room, it's, it's raised up to the level that you're on, but as you enter the room, you notice there are certain stone steps that lead 10 feet deeper into the chamber. Hmm. Makes sense? Yeah. Yep. So whereas the ceilings were 20 feet high before, now they go up to 30 feet high if you were to be down on the bottom of this chamber. The steps are the least interesting part of this room. (laughs) (laughs) You've got these ledges and stairs carved into the stone walls of this wide-open, high-ceilinged 
natural cavern. Embedded in a 15-foot-tall spire of centuries-old bones stands the skeleton of a massive armored warrior. Oh. Oh. And you can tell from the way that it's interred, it wasn't like, um, you know, mummified or, you know, given any sort of uh, preservation. Like, the flesh has rotted off its frame. Um, But the skeleton still stands tall, proud, and regal uh, amid the trappings of battle and mounds of gleaming treasure at its feet. What? Uh. The skeleton's uh, battered half-plate and scarred helmet hint at its many battles before it came to rest here. Uh, And in this warlord's hands are clenched around, they're clenched around a massive stone hammer. And you also notice that beneath his helmet, a thick round rock has been embedded in one of the uh, skeleton's otherwise empty eye sockets. That's not, that sounds like a tech magic thing. Everyone got a clear picture of what? Yeah, this so is? no, how big is it? Yeah, this is fifteen a, feet tall. Fifteen. So it's a giant. Fifteen feet if it's a yard. It's a giant sized figure. It's not a human or no. It okay. is a. Uh, it's a giant. A giant skeleton that was wearing armor, wielding a stone hammer, battered half plate helmet, stone in one of its had a skull stone eye. Eye, eye, eye sockets. Now, and it's wielding in both hands, like frozen, like a like a worked stone, like a smooth stone in its eye socket, or like a like damaged eye socket with a rock shoved. Some in. sort of geode that doesn't belong there. Okay. And right. how big is this room? Its hands uh, wrapped around a gigantic hammer. Uh, the room itself, uh, and I'll lay out the map in a second. Is it's pretty wide. It's the largest cavern you've been in so far. So if you imagine, like it's it's similar to the room you were just in. So. Uh, 60 feet. I'd have to measure it does, once I bring the Does out. it seem like the tomb of something that once lived, or does it seem like a fucked up necromantic trap that this guy just comes to life when people come in, and that's why all the treasure's here? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know if that's because something you could, just pick up on. Is uh, that a knowledge fucked up traps? Yeah, do you guys have knowledge fucked up traps? <laughs> Can I do uh, a knowledge history on it? So, wait, I want to address uh, Grant's question. I'm just wondering if those treasures look like the amassed fortune of a warlord versus just like people who end up here unluckily. Just to give you a, a, a so this is this area here is the lowered area, and these are the ledges that are ten feet above this area, stone steps leading down. Yes, this is all water up here, and this is small. so. There's only two sets of stairs down. The three of the ledges or. Two Three of the, of the ledges, ledges in the distance to walls. They don't have, and they and they're sheer walls down to the lower level. Right, and on the far end of the uh, cavern, it goes out into another room. Okay. Um, Can I look for tracks of our the people we're pursuing? Well, let me go back to Grant. Grant, you asked me, and we're going to walk through these one by one. Grant, and then Gormley, and then uh, Lork. Baron, what was your question? Uh, basically, if it seemed like this person was a real living thing at one point, and this was a burial place, or if this seemed... Roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, fuck. Uh, 14. It seems like a monument. Okay. Okay. What was your question, Gormley? I want to do knowledge history on the guy. Okay. 15. This is like nothing you've ever seen before in your tiny cave away from society. Uh, Lork, what was your question? I wanted to try to see if... Uh, we see any tracks of our quarry. 
You want to know why I'm not going to let you do that? <laughs> I don't know why. Because you see figures in this room. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, Who needs to look for tracks <laughs> when you see where the tracks end? Oh. On the uh, near to where the uh, this ossuary like spire of giant bones uh, rests in the middle of the room, you see two dire wolves skulking around like <laughs> sniffing. And then on the far side of the room, you see a figure frantically searching the walls and looking in cracks and crevices. And as you enter the room, he turns and looks at you and you can see him from that far away. And the first thing you notice are significant facial, facial tattoos. tattoos. Oh, shit! Oh, you. He's right here. Wow. We need some screed music. Yeah. Those are very large direwolves. Yup. How big are the direwolves? Uh, the direwolves are large creatures, so they are uh, wolves the size of. I mean, they would come up to the shoulders of the the giant that you fought in the Jesus couple episodes ago. These are huge. These are bigger than like Game of Thrones direwolves. Okay, how big is how tall is this room? Or like how tall is the ceiling? The ceiling's twenty feet high, and the statue is fifteen feet high. Wait, did I say twenty feet high? No, I guess it would be thirty feet high. The ceiling's thirty feet high. On the ledge, it's only twenty feet high, but the ledge goes down ten feet. So the if you're down in that bottom part of the chamber, it's thirty feet to the ceiling, okay. and the statue, not statue, this corpse, uh, is fifteen feet high. So it takes up half of the room. Oh boy, I'm I'm nervous. I'm scared. I think we should all be pretty nervous. And uh, let's talk about let's talk about initiatives. Who rolled? Uh, anybody over thirty? <laughs> no, no thirties. Twenty nine. Uh, okay. Anybody uh, over twenty? Nineteen. Oh, man. For Lork. Nineteen for Lork. Eighteen for Gormley. Eighteen for Gormley. Eight, Eighteen for Baron. Eighteen for Baron. And my bonus is a plus nine right now. Oh. Whoa, that beats mine. How'd you get plus nine? Gunslinger's initiative gives me an additional plus two. Whoa, for the first time. With a, with a grit point. And Galabras negative four? 17. Se- oh, wow. so wait. So it goes Lork, Galabras, Baron. No. No. What did Baron get? No, I'm last. Oh, so you guys got wait. 18. Yeah. What's, what'd Lork have? 19. Yeah, I go last. Oh, man. Galabras rolls a 17. You guys took last. his good initiative. <laughs> give me a bottle cap. Fellas. <laughs> uh, okay. It is Screed's turn. Oh. Please tell me Screed rolled a 29. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> Anybody over 29? Uh, okay. This is uh, extremely nerve-wracking. Screed pulls something out of his pouch, and you see him drink something. And then he, uh, he moves up uh, behind the statue. Uh, I can't call it a statue. It is... A skeleton that is like I'm going posed. to I'm going to put a guess out there at Rage Potion. That's my guess. Could be. Um, Lork's turn. Screech, show yourself, you coward! I'm, I'm, I'm right here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't see you through the... I'm going to shoot your wolves. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to do... Uh, actually, I'm going to... Um, oh, do, 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 I'm going to go with... Um, 
I'm gonna do a, a rapid shot. And you guys are, uh, give me a distance for, for everybody. How far are you away? You're pretty far. You guys came down this very thin cavern. Yeah, about 50 to 60 feet from the first, the closest one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna fire twice at the, at the closest direwolf. Okay. To me. Um, uh, first shot, uh, 14 to hit. And mind you, uh, the wolves are, they're flat-footed AC because this is the first right. round and you're catching them unawares. So you said 14. That is a hit. Nice. Oh, awesome. Nice. Um, four points of damage. Okay. And then I'll shoot at him again. Uh, Natty 19. Hit. That hits. And eight points of damage. Wow. All right, so you just like... Put two arrows in 12. You and I have to have a conversation. Uh, Why are you talking to the wolf like that? Use your words. (laughs) All right, Baron. Um, So... I'm going to, I think, light my grenade. My fuse grenade. Um... And I am going to see how many rounds it takes first before I say what I'm going to do. But I'm thinking about holding action. Um, uh, one round. So I guess I'm going to throw it. Um, I'm going to throw it at the... kind of want to land it on top of that giant sculpture and see if I get all of them. But um, I'll throw it at the, the, treasure. the wolf that Joe just shot. Um, and how far away? That's 60 feet. So how many subtractions am I going to take against what I do? 60, 60 feet. It's in it's in um, ten foot increments. Ten foot increments. So pat. after ten feet, so it's minus five. Minus five. Okay. Total. You notice this room is in the shape of Texas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Curious. Curious. Baron will shine. <laughs> Baron will shine in this encounter. Ooh, I rolled an eighteen to hit. Eighteen to hit the one that Lork was firing at. Mm-hmm. Flat-footed. That is a hit. Nice. Excellent. Big target. Man, your range is awesome that you can take a minus five. Uh, 2d6 of bludgeoning damage and 1d6 points of fire. So, uh, and then... Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, it's intense, man. But now our listeners are deaf. (laughs) You have the deafened condition. (laughs) Seven points bludgeoning, two points fire. Wow. And 10-foot radius burst. So if anyone's within 10 feet, I don't think so. Mm, just out of range. Oh, and they get a re- reflex save for 15. For the fire damage to make it one instead of two? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, made it. Gorm Lee. I love how you guys are just standing your ground up in this tunnel. Like, fuck. Um... <laughs> Oh, by the way, to your right, you know, what's blocking the uh, the water, now you're on level with the water, are just like stones, like a stone dam to your right. Uh, oh, okay. From flooding this cavern. Got it. Makes sense. Uh, bro, let's just take out the dam and run. Damn. Gormley's gonna, Gormley's gonna hold. Hold. Gormley is delaying. Oh man, I need some more summon monsters. That's what I need. Gul Ab Roos. Uh, oh, Glabus. I'm gonna put a cast Shield of Faith on myself. Nice. 
Actually, you know what? I made a mistake. Can I go now? I'll, I'll hold until after Galabras and go. Um, as is tradition, yeah. Uh, all right, so Galabras, you're, you're casting Shield of Fate, and I'm assuming you're, you're not moving, yes? Yeah, I'm going to stay back there. Okay, buddy. All right, I'm going to cast Web. Can I, do I have to cast it on a creature, or can I hit, a, hit, hit the object and create that, make that the center point of the Web? It's a 20-foot radius. Look under target on the spell. Doesn't say, isn't there a... Does not say. Okay. Yeah, it's not a target. It's oh, so you're just casting it on a Aaron. point in time? And yeah. I guess they get probably like reflex save. They saves. get a reflex save. Yeah. But then it becomes... Right, let me just read it to you. <laughs> Web creates a many-layered mass of strong, sticky strands. These strands trap those caught in them. These strands are similar to spider webs, but far larger and tougher. These masses must be anchored to two or more solid and diametrically opposed points, or else the web collapses upon itself and disappears. Creatures caught within a web become grappled by the sticky fibers. Attacking, creature in a, attacking a creature in the web doesn't cause you to become grappled. Anyone in the effects area when the spell is cast must make a reflex save. If the save succeeds, the creature is inside the web but is otherwise unaffected. If the save fails, the creature gains the grappled condition but can break free by making a combat maneuver check or escape artist check as a standard action against the DC of this spell. Yeah, so you won't be able to cast it on the statue because it needs two different points. So you can cast it on the, between the statue and uh, statue you really the wall, two probably. points. And this wall is ten feet up. So you can try and do either one of the direwolves. You can like do from statue to wall for direwolf one or statue to wall for direwolf two. But just casting it on this itself, all you're going to do is trap the skeleton. Okay, so yeah, I'll Makes do. Sense. I'll trap the the, ske- the direwolf that we haven't hit. So between the statue and the wall. Okay, so you're going to just blah, 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 cast web, and you're going to try and create a web uh, between the wall and this giant skeleton. Okay, so it's going to be. I'm assuming a reflex save. It is a reflex save for the wolf that just DC 15. DC 15. Um, just saved on Baron's. Let's see, and it saves. Okay, so it is in the web, but it's un- it is not grappled. It's huh. not grappled. And, and there's con- a web there now. There's a so. web there, and it's difficult terrain. Um, oh, that's looks good. like good hope, hopefully someone has agile feet. It also... <laughs> wanted to get through that difficult terrain. Nobody, nobody has it. It also provides cover if you have at least five feet of web between you and an opponent. Okay, and last question is how long does it last? Ten minutes per level. All right, so that's lasting until you say you don't want that to last anymore. Uh, okay. Curious move by Gormley. Um, so wait, now the one he's not entangled in it, but if he tries to move, he's fine. There's the webs there, basically. The webs there, yeah. yeah. Okay, but it's, it's a twenty, it's a twenty foot radius. Well, yeah, that's what, I'm just confused about how this works. But let's yeah, move I mean, on. it's basically he he he's not in it, but there's web all over here. So you've created between that chat, between the statue and the wall, a bunch of webbing, but the the direwolf is not caught in it. Yes, there we um, But he has to move through it at half speed. It's kind of like he casts like an ice thing on the floor or something. Like it just fucked up to move through now. Like one of the X Men. Uh, okay, so now it is one of the direwolf's turn. Oh, I'm gonna, and I'm also gonna move up six or six squares. Up into the room. Uh, along the ledge. Okay. Okay. Um, this direwolf rushes at Lork. It has a lot of movement. And it attempts to bite Lork. Uh, and misses. The second one, seizing on the opportunity, uh, goes up the ledge. Oh, God. Oh. And still has room. It can just jump up the ten feet. 
Um, That's so badass. Yeah, they're uh, pretty spry. Um, I think it has to still make. I think it has to make a. It makes has to make a check to get out of the web. Even though it's not grappled, it has to move through web spaces. Right. It goes. That so it moves at half speed. Well, no, it's because it's. Anyone moving through the webs must make a combat maneuver check or escape artist check as part of their move action with a DC equal to the spell's DC. Okay, so in, in order you to fail, you become grappled. In order to get out of this web, it's going to try and jump off on the uh, jump up the ledge. If it fails, it's going to be stuck in the web. Right. Uh, if it succeeds, it's going to bite you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So it because is a CMB check or or escape artist. Um, sixteen <sighs> passes. Okay. <laughs> Jumps up, tries to bite you, and fifteen uh, misses. Mage armor, mage armor, mage armor. Yeah. I don't remember hearing you cast. <laughs> Round two, Screed's turn. Screed comes out. I'm coming out. Out from behind the uh, statue, and. Uh, Throws a bomb at Lork. Shit. In melee combat, though. Hey, wait a minute. Did he light it? Did he use a move action to light it? Doesn't have to. Oh, okay. not this fellow. <laughs> not my bastard. Bonnie. Not my bony. <laughs> uh, so throws. Uh, And misses. Nice. But it is a bomb. It is a bomb. Ah, uh, oh no. Uh, so the bomb misses uh, and lands on Baron's space. And so Baron, Lork, and Galabras have to roll a reflex save. Screed. Mm. <sighs> I failed. DC 15. Exactly 15. Galabras. Um, I'm going to cast bull strength on uh, Lork. No, no. It, yep. You, <laughs> you have to roll a reflex. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, it threw a bomb, missed Lork. You've been burned alive. I failed. I failed. All right. So Lork and Galabras take five points of damage, splash damage. DJ, splash damage. <laughs> what, what, what does that do for me? Uh, you passed. You take no splash damage. You oh, get out of the way nice. of this uh, bomb. All right, and it is Lork's turn. Screed, what are you looking for? Drops his bow and uh, draws his masterwork battle axe and uh, attacks this this direwolf. Uh, Seventeen to hit. Seventeen to hit the direwolf hits. Uh, ten points of damage. That direwolf is not a happy camper. And that was a great axe? Uh, yeah. You just like... Uh, right notes. Very side. Gushing blood. Uh, Baron. Uh, Baron's gonna take a quick step to his right, um, and he... Uh, step to the right. ...is going to get up close and deadly with this wolf. Minus four to attack. Uh, 18 against touch. Hit. And then... 6 plus... 3 is 9 points of damage. 
and the dire wolf falls. Oh, that was quick. Its body blocking the stairwell leading down. Keeping that last grit point. Uh, All right, Galabras. Uh, Bull strength. I feel, nice. like, you're, I feel like you already cast that. <laughs> All right, so you're casting bull strength on on Lork. On uh, Lork. So just to be clear, bull strength gives Lork plus four strength, which means plus two to hit and plus two to damage with yep. melee attacks. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Would you, if you could use your composite short bow, would you get the, the bonus on that too? No, because the short bow is designed to do plus three strength. Oh, okay. If your strength goes up, it still does the same amount. Of bonus damage. You have to get a new crossbow. Uh, Gorm Lay. All right. <laughs> Gormley. Really pronounced the hell out of it that time. I love it. Uh, I, I'm going to propose an action here that might be considered daring. Guys, he's going to propose. <laughs> Too late. Uh, Gormley's going to try to acrobatics check to, go, to move around the direwolf. What? And double move. To slide down into the webbed area. <laughs> Whoa. So you're going to go around what? it, so it's going to be two acrobatics checks. Two acrobatics checks? Yeah. Just move through the square would be one, right? Oh, but then he had an attack. Yeah, he's a large creature. He's a large creature. Yeah. So, man. You know what? First, rather than double move, I'm going to cast Ill Omen on the dire wolf. Ah. Uh, you also have to do a concentration, concentration. Do a concentration check, yeah. DC 15 plus, what is it? I get Double it. the spell level? Well, my concentration is a plus six. Uh, oh. Yeah, but the okay. DC, what's the DC? It's I think the DC is 15 plus, to cast defensively, it's 15 plus double the spell level. So what level is the spell? One. So it's 16, DC 16. 16. DC 17. You said 15 plus double the spell, so it'd be t- two plus 15. Oh, I was doing one times two. Oh, okay. I guess it's two. <laughs> you mean two? <laughs> you mean two? <laughs> it's a 22 on the concentration check. There you go. Nice. All right. All right, now I'm going to try to... You want me to do two acrobatics checks to Let's get Let's start get with the first it? one. Right. Wait, but you cast Ill Omen, which means I have to roll twice? You get disadvantage for your next d20 roll. Well, he gets a save on that, right? No, no save on Ill Omen. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's now, Joe's that favorite kind of spell. That is a good spell. <laughs> that is a good spell. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what was the first one? 16 on the first acrobatics check. Uh, it failed. So All right, so it, it gets attacks hit. you. And this is its ill omen roll. Yeah. Uh, 17. That hits exactly. Uh, but now I have but to roll twice. Again. Natty 20. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, you have to take the 17. You have to take the 17, yeah. You don't take... You don't re-roll and automatically take the second result. It's, you take the <laughs> yeah, worst result. The worst that's result. not actually. Not, well, the reason he asked is because that's actually a thing. It's, yeah, it's like you re-roll and you have to take the second roll. But I doubt that's wow. One. Okay. All right. So the less the, favorable. The, the less favorable. favorable. All right. So uh, it hits, and uh, it just <sighs> tries to bite you. Don't try to get past me. It can't talk. Uh, <laughs> nine points of damage. Ouch. So then, so then, do I do I get to move through? Uh, you do not. If it fails, it you, fails there. You land. Right? You stay right in the space that you originally tried to get through. Um, Ouch! That would have been daring. That would have been so daring. It would have been. I was ready to go. I had. Uh, it was up. daring. <laughs> it happened. It would have been. It was. You tried it. Yeah. I dared and was bitten for it. Right. Uh, once bitten, twice shy. Okay, and it is the. Uh, you killed one of these, right? Yeah, it would have been the dead direwolf's turn, but instead it's the one that just bit Cormley. Um, and it is still this round, so it still takes a no. long 
It doesn't. No? It's only the next, next D20 roll. roll. Oh, boy. Okay, so... Oh, that's why it doesn't yeah. get a save. So here we go. Trying to bite Gorms. Uh, 16. Misses. Misses. Nice. Uh Okay, round three. You hear. The dam breaks open. What? What? Huh? And a flood troll emerges. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, what? No. Right next to us. Right next and to you guys. And it's split between Gorm... <laughs> oh, shit. So it's Direwolf, Gormley, Flood Troll, then the rest of us. So Gormley is trapped between a Flood Troll and a Direwolf. Oh, this is horrible. Tale as old as time. Oh, oh man. Oh, this Tale as old as time. <laughs> trapped between a Flood Troll and a Direwolf. That old adage. <laughs> that old children's tale uh, from the sea. The dam breaks open and you see that that water was only like one to two feet deep so it just kind of trickles into the room and starts going down but it's not doing any damage and then you and then you think to yourself had you had you fallen into the ravine the water wasn't going to break your fall you would have taken two straight up fall damage um so the water just kind of trickles in maybe there used to be more water in here or they were planning for something else and i think the deal with flood trolls is that if they're in contact with water they're able to regenerate any damage dealt to them unless it's by acid or fire Sounds just so glad I used burning hams on all those shadow rats. Well, that's a first level spell, right? Yeah. You can you can do that at like you don't have to predetermine your first level spells. But I can cast it more than once a day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How many how many spells can you cast? uh, First level spells can you cast per day? Uh, Four, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, one of our house rules is once you uh, start casting an, another level of spells, like, oh, now you're third level, you can cast second level spells, you don't have to prepare, prepare your first level spells anymore because it gets annoying to be, like, having to prepare all these low-level spells. You have to prepare your highest level of spells in advance, but your, any, all your spells lower than that, you don't have to prepare. But so can I, I, ca- I can cast them as if they were cantrips? Or I can cast them no, they use, not as cantrips. You still use the spell slots. You just don't have to prepare them. Okay. You use the spell slots, but you can cast the same spell twice. But it uses another slot. So, okay. Uh, the flood troll flanks Gormley. Oh, this is a nightmare. And just before it uh, it claws you, you're like, this thing looks really familiar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it attempts to claw. It took a five foot step, so it can do two claws. First claw misses. Second claw, natty twenty. Oh, Jesus! Oh no! Uh, oh no! Oh, I forgot about the flanking bonus, but uh, to confirm, sixteen doesn't confirm. Does not confirm. Does Ooh. not confirm. <laughs> uh, all right, so just <sighs> hits you for four points of damage. Oh, that's not that bad. Whew. Could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, that was shit. Worse. Could be worse. <laughs> uh, like if it had hit twice. Uh, okay, and now it is Screed's turn. Screed, yet again, throws another bomb at Lork's direction, favoring this half-orc. Uh, 20. Uh, hits. Hits for seven points of damage. And then uh, the other uh, Baron and Galabras need to roll a reflex save. 25. You're okay. Uh, 16. 
Uh, you're okay too, Galabras. All right. Um, nice. Now, Lork, you need to roll a uh, a reflex save as well. Uh, Eleven. Uh, oh man, Lork, you take another four points of damage as the bomb explodes on you and you catch fire. Lork, that Lork is on fire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but you're on fire. And it is Baron's turn. I'm sorry, it's, Lor- it's Lork's turn. I-, I couldn't see him because he was a flaming pyre of a man. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this, man. I'm just going to die. I don't care. Uh, he's going to go and attack <laughs> the flood troll. Uh, you don't want to try and put the fire out? No, I'm just going to I'm gonna die. I don't care. I'm going to attack the flood troll. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Troy. I'm wait, killing the flood troll. To- <laughs> he's my favorite enemy. Don't you get an automatic check to put out the flames? Yeah, you can, You have to spend the spend the round putting out the flames. Nope. Putting out the, you're just on I'm fire. attacking okay. my favorite enemy okay. and trying to save Gormley. Okay. Um, and so I'm charging and flanked and favorite enemy and bull strengthed. Here we go. Into insane numbers. Get your calculators out. Uh, and, and I will do a power attack. Uh, 34, 34 to hit. Miss. Mm, just barely <laughs> hit this giant target. 10 damage. 10. That's Shit. minimum, by the way. That's minimum. Oh, That's minimum no. Damage. Wow. Uh, okay. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, it's, more, it's higher than that because uh, of bull strength. 12, 12 damage. 12 damage. All right. And... You take four more points of fire damage. Selflessly trying to save Gormless life. Baron. Um, Flames just licking off him. He's like, Rah! just jump in the water. Can Baron do a quick perception check, uh, considering he's been on fire himself before, to see if those look like the same kind of alchemical flames on Lork that was on me? Uh, sure. Uh, 22. Okay, so what you notice is this dude is definitely working with alchemy, but you don't get the sense that this is the same rudimentary nonsense that caught you on fire. You feel pretty confident that Lork could just put himself out or jump in the water. Um, cool. And, and also, Lork, I, 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 I forgot about catch fire. Basically, the way catch fire works is when you're caught on fire, every round you've got to roll a reflex save, but it's not a standard action. You just have to do it to try and put yourself up. Oh, okay. I thought I had to give up my turn to do it, and no, I wanted no. to save Gormley. I mean, so it was, it was definitely more flavorful the way you did it, but you can also not take that. <laughs> Fiery orc is running <laughs> through. <laughs> uh, That's you a madman. Roll an intimidate check. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because it's a yeah, troll. Sure He's got to be troll. scared of fire, so. All right. All right. I just run. I hug him. Yeah, it's like, ah, take uh, my fire. You, so, I think you took four points of fire damage, right? So, roll yeah. that reflex save for the hell of it. See if you actually take it. DC uh, 15. All right, DC 15. Uh, 15. Hey, all right, so you are no longer on fire. Oh, wow, all right. So Sweet. give yourself four hit points back. Okay. And I apologize that I'm the worst DM ever. If, so. uh, <laughs> if, if, if Joe had stayed on fire long enough, he would have looked like uh, Nelgrith or whatever the red-skinned orc god is yeah. that they all yeah. worship. Oh, the third-degree burns. Oh, yeah. 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 He can go as Nelgrith for Halloween. <laughs> uh, okay, Baron, you're True up. now in Halloween. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Baron. What would Halloween be like in a fantasy yeah, exactly. world? <laughs> what would it be like in True Now? It's like you're not allowed to dress like an orc. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just, everyone just dresses up as human shopkeepers. Dress up as a mailman. Suits and ties to like accountants. 
<laughs> Financiers. I'm a naughty shopkeep. <laughs> yes. Bear I'm a, I who run a hedge fund. <laughs> I'm a sexy haberdasher. <laughs> Right, Baron. <laughs> Baron's going to get uh, at a diagonal 20 feet uh, away from the troll so that he can shoot it. Ah, all right. Now you are... It doesn't have to matter. Your thing is so high, but it is a minus four, obviously. Whereas, anyway. 14 against touch. 14 against touch is a direct hit. Yeah. On who? Yeah. On the troll. The troll. Ooh. Well, wait. You, did you take minus four? Yes, he did. Oh, okay. Uh, that is... Uh, what did I roll? Five? That's uh, six. Six points of damage to the troll. Galabras, did you have to move to do that, by the way, Baron? Yeah, I took yeah. Like, a little whatever okay. Whatever makes me 20 feet away. So, I don't cool. take a... so you don't get to move again. Uh, Galabras, you're up. Uh, I'm... What do you do? What do you do, Galabras? Galabras moves um, close enough within 20 feet of, uh, of um, Gormley. And I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to channel positive energy. Ooh, all right. Ooh. I'll take it. And I found my special Roman gold-plated dice. So I'm going to use those again. And nice. uh, seven. Everybody got seven points of health. Right? Yeah. Gormley shouts, thanks, boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> You're welcome, girl. <laughs> You're welcome, girl. <laughs> Come on, girl. Oh, shucks. <laughs> For the record, uh, Gourmet is like 25 years older than Galabras. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Galabras, you are, you're still in the back there kind of with Baron. So mm-hmm. you and Baron, just to describe the scene here, Baron and Galabras are still right where you guys kind of came in. In front of them is the corpse, uh, a decaying corpse of uh, Dire Wolf. And then uh, in front of them to the right is Lork. <laughs> and this is like a straight line. Lork, Flood Troll, Gormley, uh, Dire Wolf. And then back in the cavern on the lower level is Screed. Just chucking bombs. Chucking bombs left and rue. Uh, okay, and it is Gormley's turn. Gormley's going to full withdraw and run to tell me... Hold on. What? Full withdrawal only allows you to avoid an attack of opportunity from, one from the person. one square you're leaving. On the next square and then the next square. I don't know if they have combat reflexes, but at least once you'll provoke two attacks of opportunity because you're squeezed up into this. Now you could like... I was going to run down the stairs. Yeah, so that's the problem. You would definitely provoke two attacks of opportunity. If you... Because they're large creatures too. They have, like, they have their reach. If you went to like the water side... Maybe, oh yeah, the water's open. You could withdraw. If you could run into the water. Yeah, I'll run into the water. All right, what does it act? Is it, like, difficult terrain? Uh, yeah, it's every every square of movement is two squares of movement If in the water. only I had Agile. If only. Uh, <laughs> I'd give all right, it to so how, deep, how deep do you want to go? You can do a double move. That's all I'm you gonna, can do. Yeah, I'm going to do a double move. Is that is that right? You want to run out? and Yeah, I mean, that's, she's in, the Fletch Troll's in, in melee combat with you, so it's presumably not going to chase me into the water. I wouldn't think so. Well, the uh, direwolf might, but at least you wouldn't be flanked by a troll and a direwolf <laughs> anymore. Uh, all right, so Gormley's like, fuck this, runs into the water, um, and that's what happened. Uh, and the direwolf does give chase. God damn it. And uh, attempts to bite you uh, and misses. Wow. 15. Direwolf just cannot make it happen. Oof. All right, Gormley. Round four. 
Flood Troll. This episode should be titled Dances with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> that's not punny. Uh, yeah, that's just actually the situation. That's not punny at all. Uh, okay, so um, first claw at Lork. It's doing two claws. First claw, uh, 14. Miss. Miss. Off the armor. Second off the claw hits. And it does... Uh, just four points of damage. Claw, claw. Second one hits. But a giant troll Damn claw. You, a giant troll claw just went ripping across your skin. So yeah, yeah four points of damage. Oh, that's not bad. But a giant troll claw just ripped across your skin. Not Lork's first time he's gotten clawed by a troll. Let's be honest. <laughs> now Screed that's how your son was born. has a new target. <laughs> and it is Baron. I was going to say, bring on the fire while I'm next to the troll. <laughs> but I guess he's not that stupid. Yeah. He ain't no fool. Uh, okay, so he throws a bomb at Baron. Baron, Baron. At Baron. Uh, Ay, And hits. Oh, did he roll a 34 or higher? I uh, rolled a 24. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... He hits Baron uh, for only six points of damage, but you got to roll a DC 15 reflex save, as does. I rolled a 16. You did it. All right, Galabras. How many points did I take? I'm sorry. Uh, six. Uh, Galabras failed. Galabras failed and takes five points of splash damage. I, I just love this image of him standing back there just... Boom, boom. Throwing these like glowing blue bulbs. Oh, I didn't even show you a picture of this dude. He's gonna look like the hot. Oh, you gotta see a picture of this again. The artwork. I, I really should give a shout out on the Twitter to whoever the artist was. I mean, I'm sure they use multiple artists, but maybe not. Maybe they just use one guy because the artwork for this book has been still stellar. Yes, or girls. Girls can draw too. Woman. Woman. Not yet a woman. Ah, <laughs> uh, booyah. Whoa! Oh. Badass, right? He looks he's like he's got like uh, blonde. Looks locks. like a half orc Brad Pitt. He looks. <laughs> he looks like <laughs> he looks Legends like, of the Fall. He looks like Dolph Lundgren, like dyed his skin green <laughs> and grew his hair out. Oh, Hemsworth! Yeah, isn't that badass? He's got blonde locks and he's kind of gangly. He's probably six six, but only two hundred pounds. Yeah, I expected him to be like really beefy, like bulky. I didn't yeah, expect him to be like a. <sighs> Looks like with Noah those, Syndergaard with those uh, <laughs> facial tattoos uh, and hairy, Four. hairy forearms. Well, I got to tell you, the best forearm. way to fight large sized creatures is to each just take one on yourself, <laughs> just split, right. split up, and just I think man to man. Uh, I think that's in the core rule book. Uh, all right, Lork, you're up. All right, Lork is gonna. He's just gonna shout back over his shoulder, uh, Baron Calabras, take out Screed. I've got the troll, and uh, and he will roll to hit power attack. Oh, fuck. 13 to hit. Does. Fuck. What's your bolt strength? Hit. You took the minus to attack, oh. didn't you? Oh, you know what? Um, you wait, 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 wait. Power attack, you took the minus. Uh, uh, I did, two. but I forgot to add two for bolt strength, I think. Hold on one second. Let me just make sure I did. Also, yeah, um, after my channel, like because I have the luck variance, uh, the round after I channel, everyone who got who benefited from it gets an additional plus one luck bonus on any attack roll. Nice. Wait, are you kidding me? That's no. insane. Wait, that's great. Yeah, but that's not this round. That's next round. No, that's this round. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, actually, it's a uh, it's a fifteen. Yeah. Well, 
after you've fudged all those numbers, <laughs> uh, it definitely hits the troll. But yeah, it's a pl- another plus two from bull strength, another plus two from favorite enemy. Keep forgetting yeah, the troll's a giant. You got him. And would you hit him? You're still using the, using the orc double axe that you found during the battle? The masterwork great axe. Masterwork great axe. That was wielded Sorry, by uh, the, like... Ernsel's like companion. Oh, that the incredible hulk. in that little alley right, right before uh, Jason. Uh, we'll call him the Incredible Skulk. It's terrible, terrible. Um, um, so you just good one, Troy. Ah, boom. Well, he's actually a skulking brute in the uh, uh, Pathfinder thing. It's an inside joke with myself. Uh, all right, so you bury the axe. I got I got uh, yeah, to do this again. I'm sorry. It's, I'm, it's I'm canceling fo- the it's podcast. 14 this is, <laughs> it's fourteen. This is uncalled it's for. Too much math. Fourteen because of the power attack, not fifteen. Sorry. Are you, the are you sure? Did you, I am sure. Wait, this wait, is all part did, of your game to find wait. out the exact AC of the fucking flood troll. Wait, did you count uh, 14, his plus 13, 12, uh, No, 11, I didn't count his luck bonus. Nine, so it is right, I, hit, nine. I hit him. Fuck you. I hit him. <laughs> <laughs> I hit him. Uh, all right, so it's 17 points of damage. Oh! oh. And the troll is bloodied. Nice. Okay. Nice. Now we gotta <sighs> somehow get your fire on. Um, all right. Or put him down. This music. Should we may boost the music or something? This is huge. I feel like... I think the, the the tenseness in the room is permeating the podcast. Yeah, I'm sitting here just trying to like do math. Like I'm trying to do so much math right now, just to distract yourself from mistakes. Yeah, I mean seriously, we got Gormley alone with a direwolf, Lork alone with a giant troll, which by the way was an enemy we all fought. You know, just whatever it was, 10, 12 episodes ago, like it was like a boss battle, and now like yeah. Lork's fight, facing it one on one, and we have the actual boss. Untouched, just throwing, throwing things from the cheap us. seats. Like, <laughs> this is awful. Awful. <laughs> Look at the frog! <laughs> All right, uh, Baron, you're up. That was uh, my Waldorf and Statler impression. Um, I could throw a pellet grenade at him and do some fire damage. Why don't you just get in there and shoot him with your Wait, gun? You can throw, you can get fire damage, get it on the troll. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about doing fire damage to the troll to keep him down. Okay. I mean, we can wait for Gormley to potentially not get eaten by this wolf. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I do. I do. I mean, um, I'm going to withdraw again once it's my turn. Can so, you, can you take, hold? Can, well, he's going to get up again is what I'm saying, the troll, after this round, right? He's not, I, he's not down even he's just, yet. He's just bloodied. What does yeah. bloodied mean? It means he's like under half hit On his points. last legs. Yeah, so. getting low. All right, if you want to handle the troll, I guess I'm going to cross towards uh, dipshit McFace Tats over there wearing Ed Hardy. <laughs> 20, yeah. Um, and I'm going to... Sh- oh, look at this Mexican standoff here. <laughs> like, screed, bombs in hand. And here comes a tiny dwarf. He just, like, like, saunters down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can hear his... Uh, what are those things Studded called? Leather. Spurs. Uh, his spurs. spurs, yeah, his spurs. Is that a six? Six. So I did a uh, plus seven, 13 against touch AC. Miss. Oh, oh, boy. This guy's the worst. And this, this screed just... <laughs> nice try. Uh, Galabras. Galabras will... Uh, he's going to cast True Strike on himself. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, wait, he's an orc. That was one more. Does 14 hit him? It does not. Tut. Mm. <laughs> All right. I gave it a shot. Uh, and this is where Skid's like, wait, you also get a plus seven? Oh, no, and I got the because plus one from, I got the plus one from luck. That's 15. Yeah. That's 15 against touch AC. Miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. 16? <laughs> <laughs> Hate you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Gelly. 
I cast two strike. Oh, you cast two strike, right? So you just tell, tell me what happens. You touch yourself like over your uh, insemination wound. No. <laughs> and just boom. Uh, I just close my eyes and concentrate for a moment as I'm pulling out. And as a move and action, just, like, flashes out. I pull out my uh, crossbow. Oh, oh, baby! Oh, all right, Gormley. Uh, so can I get through that? How much of the damn wall has been broken? Has was broken when the flood? Uh, Ten feet wide. Where? Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to full withdraw and get back to Galabras for as close as I can. Okay. Yeah, you can you can get all the way there. Great. All right. So That's you fully <clears throat> withdraw. Um, just to be clear, Gormley has run like a woman the past two rounds. Right? Oh, man. Just want to make sure that's what Gormley what you has exp- done. After charging headlong into battle, say just, you're sorry, ass. I, I really, I'm just, it's just for my notes. I want to make sure I can write Gormley ran like a girl. Okay. Um, here comes the dire wolf. You can thank Gormley uh, for this. Uh, he's not going to be able to flank me without provoking if he. Uh, he's not attacking you. Oh. Well, he's still moving around me to get to that position. Um, he can do. I mean, it's going to there. Okay, um, and he's attacking Galabras. And again, I can thank Gormley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, thank you for drawing. Gormley's the best. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she runs right behind Galabras. <laughs> She's cowering. <laughs> wolf, wolf. She, she now has cover. Yeah, she does. She sure does. Uh, but Galabras, I moved my mini for the record. Galabras <laughs> is feeling uh, extremely protective now that he's a father. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Goes, oh my god! He goes to bite Galabras, and the twelve misses. I'm assuming it does. I don't think my direwolves have done any damage. I think that he's got some webbing stuck in his teeth. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. good job, Gorman. One, yeah. one would hope. Yeah. One would hope. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, I, I've, I've failed. Che- I've, all I've done this, this this combat is failed checks, cast a spell, did nothing, and, <laughs> and ran. And ran. You're going to have to change your name to Gary the Celestial Dolphin. Because <laughs> uh, you're about as effective. There is uh, water here. You might, you might come back. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, okay, round five. Flood Troll. Uh, the Flood Troll... Takes a five foot step no. uh, into the water, letting it wash over him, and uh, then does a double attack on Lork. Hmm. Unlock the orc. First attack hits. Second attack also. Well, you tell me. Nineteen. That hits. Okay, let me make sure he doesn't have rend, because that would be awesome. He doesn't. Oh, thank God. I so, thought he for sure he, thought did. he did. Yeah. Rend. rend is one of those things where if you hit with both natural attacks, it then does like, <laughs> rips and does extra damage. Um, but I'm not seeing rend here. Um, but that being said, he still does 12 points of damage. Oh, Just what? Um... And you notice he seems emboldened, having Ugh. gone back into the water. And it is now Screed's turn. Um, let's see, this is round five, so... Lork is in rough shape. Uh, Screed throws a bomb directly at Baron. He's standing right there. 
And he hits him. Brutal. For 11 points of damage. Oh, God. Direct hit. Close range. I mean, Baron knew what he was getting into and just gah, throws it right in his chest. Yeah, DC 15 I'm not sure reflex why save. I came to. Yeah. Kind of. Reflex save, Baron. DC 15, or you will burst into flames. Will Baron burst into flames and die a fiery death? Will the Flood Troll regain his strength and claw Lord to shreds? Will Screed get away with murder? There's only one way to find out. Tune in next week to the Glass Cannon Podcast. 